Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court and Mazda of Everett. Now, here are former Seahawks Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Thanks for joining us every Thursday on Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection right here in Bellevue Center Court. And right now, we are joined by a brother. First time I ever met him, but he's my brother. You know why? Because he went to WSU and now he's playing for the Seahawks. Give it up one time for Abe Lucas. Abe, so you went to Wazoo. First off, you went to Archbishop, went to Wazoo, and now you're back here in Seattle. Was this like a a dream come true? Like, is this how you imagined that your football career would would play out? Well, I mean, I always wanted to play for the Seahawks as a kid, but I never imagined that I wouldn't have left the state since I was a freshman in high school. Uh, You know, just coming from Archbishop and then uh, going to WSU, and now I'm here, you know, so it's all been a, a very big blessing for me. Yes, sir. It is, it is pretty amazing. I, I'm assuming you never wanted to go to University of Washington. Oh, you'd be wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, that was, I didn't know much about football up until really I started getting offered by colleges. So, like, uh, me and my dad used to watch University of Washington play just, like, growing up as a kid. And I didn't have, like, this big desire to play there, but I thought it'd be, it would be cool if it was, like, a hometown kid going to his hometown uh, school type of thing but you know I would say it worked out for the better going to Washington State. Hey, yep. wor- worked out for you. We, we enjoyed you, man. Um, I heard you was a hooper back in the day. Yeah, I at, was. At Archbishop. Mm-hmm. You were down in the paint playing, playing the five? Yeah, I was the center. All right. How, how was the, the squad over there at Archbishop? Uh, we were pretty average at best, I would say. We weren't really anything special. Uh, I used to get a lot of technicals because I was too physical. <laughs> what, what do you think basketball, how do you think basketball has helped you um, being be an old tackle? Um, well, it's certainly the biggest thing I noticed is that it helps with your feet. Um, and, you know, you just kind of get a feel for who can kind of move well. And I was lucky enough to be able to, you know, be a taller guy but not be super gangly and, like, awkward. I could actually move decently well. Yeah. We've, we've heard from many people being drafted by the Seahawks that they had no idea that the Seahawks were going to draft. They didn't really talk to them that much. So what was your relationship, or did you have any inclination that they were going to pick you? Well, I, uh, in my, well, when we were at the Combine, I had an interview with them, um, one of those little 20-minute interview things that you do. Um, and I talked to them, and they were, you know, they were cool. I met uh, Coach Andy and uh, Coach Carroll and you know, a bunch of other guys. I met uh, Steve Hutchinson, legendary uh, player nice. at the uh, Senior Bowl. Um, and I didn't really, I mean, it's not that I didn't think anything of it, but I had like eight of those interviews. So I was just going through trying to be the best I could and be presentable, you know, and not let the, the stress of it all get to me. Um, and then uh, I was uh, worked out by uh, the assistant line coach at WSU when I was staying up there. And then, you know, just kind of took it from their draft day and, you know, got the call. And I was, I was a little bit shocked more so after the fact when I realized, oh, I get to stay home. All you got to do is drive over the mountains <laughs> and, uh, you know, just get this thing started. I, I wanted did you move it back in with the parents? Save did, some money? I did for a little bit, yeah. I was staying there for a couple That's weeks. actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, I, no I like a kid coming from college and I get some home field cooked meals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to you get to pack up the car like you do summertime or oh, whatnot, yeah. and just mm-hmm. come back and make the move. And mm-hmm. you are one of seven kids. Yes, I'm my only child. Mm-hmm. Walk me through that. What is that, and where do you fall in the lineage of, of the one through seven? Uh, so I have an older sister, and then it's me, and everybody else is younger. Um, I believe I want to say she's 25. I'm 23, and then the rest are younger. I'm not going to go through all their ages. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, but it's very. I would say the biggest thing is it's very loud. Um, and there's never a dull moment. I think it's great and I love it. Um, I'm used to it, you know, but 
the reaction is always the same. Wow, that's so many people. How do you do it? I'm like, well, you make it work. Sometimes you got to stretch a little bit, but uh, you get used to it. And you just, I mean, if I had known then what I know now, I probably would have been a little bit more lenient and patient with some things. You I was going to say, you got the I, you got the soul of like a 30-year-old. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You sound like a very mature, cool. very focused type of person. Did your parents have set high expectations for you? Does, is that where that comes from and being the second oldest of seven? Oh, yeah. I mean, they always did for me growing up. Um, you know, I, as a kid, I guess I didn't really listen to them, you know, with my adolescence and all that. So I was kind of a, I wasn't a problem child, but I wasn't very respectful. And then I got to college, actually, and met my, my first strength coach, and he scared the daylights out of me. So, <laughs> But one of his big things was uh, learning how to be a man, and so he taught me a lot of that. And then I began to realize, well, like, wow, Mom, when Mom said that I was going to tell her that she was right, she was right. Man, I remember my first, like, two, three weeks of college, I called my mom every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I didn't know, Mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know. So it's a, it's nice when you gain that appreciation. And have you been able to do things for your parents now to kind of show them, like, hey, you stuck with me through all these hard times, and I made it, and uh, I love you? Yeah, I mean, I try to as much as possible. I mean, I'm, I'll keep some of the stuff that I want to do or have done private for them, but, you know, I always give back to them as much as I can. Yes, sir. With, with six other siblings, is there one you're closest to, or are they so spread out? How's the relationship with everybody? Uh, I love them all to death. They drive me nuts. Uh, <laughs> but no, we're all, everybody's, it's nice because everybody's kind of an individual personality, you know, and you'd really have to meet us to kind of understand that. I mean, it was funny. I remember we took a picture one time. We, were, we had just gotten out of church and we were all standing in front of the cathedral actually in Seattle. And we were all like, I mean, nobody was really paying attention, but everybody was kind of doing their own thing. And I was like, that is our family right there in a nutshell, because we're all just kind of off in our own world, you know, and everybody's just doing something different and just looks different. It was great. That is so cool, man. So just, again, come. what is it about Wazoo? I I mean, obviously I'm with Arizona State. I I really don't get it, (laughs) but there is something. But what is it about that makes it so unique to you? I mean, Pullman is a, it, it's a weird place, uh, but it's also a very special place. I mean, I don't really have a straight answer for you other than the fact that it's just like, there's just something about it, you know? I mean, if you're in Pullman, you're there for Washington State, and like, I mean, it's definitely one of the last true college towns in America. Um, game day atmosphere is amazing. It brings everybody together, you know? And I mean, if you look at like the record from, or between like University of Washington and Washington State, I mean, obviously it's not very kind to us, but that kind of helps us like carry that underdog mentality that we have and that brings us together even more so you got an underdog mentality naturally and you get selected to play for the seahawks and monday night football very first week you get the start at tackle what was that moment like and do you remember the the very first play that you ran on monday night and the results of that play I do. I remember it. Um, I'm not going to say what the play was because I can't reveal anything. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I remember what happened. Um, but I, just as far as experiencing Monday night, you know, I used to watch Monday night games as a kid growing up. And uh, I was taught an important lesson by one of my coaches, um, and that was to not make anything bigger than it is. And so I tried to just be as level-headed as I could have been and also be present in the moment. So I wasn't super super amped up or anything going in but i also wasn't super relaxed or anything i just kind of tried to ride the ride the waves of it so to speak i was sharing with the the audience here that again i think that was the most electric crowd during a regular season game i there's been a few but 
What was that like? Any way you can explain the, the noise level going on there? Yeah, it reminded me of WSU, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Out of yeah, baby. I mean, when they was... piped in the noise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was very, it was loud, and I knew I knew it was going to be loud. I mean, I went, I remember the only, the only other game I went to actually remember the day was December 6, 2009, when the Seahawks played the 49ers, and we beat them 20-17. to 17. I was in, like, fourth grade at the time. Um, but I remember it just, it was... It was so loud, and my dad didn't want to take me because it was on a Sunday, and he was just like, oh, we just got out of church. I want to go chill. My mom was like, no, take him. He was like, well, what about the what about the noise? It's going to be loud. My mom was like, no, you still got to take him. And I mean, yeah, I expected it, and it was it was delivered upon immensely. So this week you got uh, the Niners. There's a guy over there, Nick Bosa, who, who you're going to see. I'm sure you've watched him when you were at Wazoo. Uh, what, do you, what do you expect from the Niners in the Bay? I uh, expect a phenomenal game, a phenomenal challenge for myself. I mean, they have a fantastic defense and great players, so it's going to be, it's going to be a fun test, I think, um, and I'm looking forward to it. You and Charles Cross, one of the few, you know, rookie starting tackle, really in history. I mean, there hadn't been that many. I think three in the last what 30, 40 years. Are you guys close? I mean, I, I mean I'm sure there's things that you guys are going through, both mentally, physically, as rookies, that you, you need to lean on each other about. Oh sure. I mean, I like to compete with him. I assume he would like to. He likes to compete with me. Um, but he's a great guy. Um, and we had the one of my college coaches uh, left to go to Mississippi State actually, so he ended up coaching him. So we had that connection instantly. You know, I had met him at the combine. He's a cool guy, and um, he's got immense talent, and he'll be around for a while. You know, the one thing that's been impressive. I think coming out, we all knew you were a good pass uh, protector. You know, you do it a lot in college. I mean, you're a mauler, man, on, in the run game. Yeah. Is, is that something that you knew you had and that we just weren't aware of, or is this something that you developed very quickly through tr- uh, training camp? Uh, well, I'd like to say that I would. I developed it, but I also, I mean, in my system in college was a little bit strange, just coming from the air raid and stuff like that, so there wasn't really that big of an opportunity. But also, I mean, in high school I ran block and I did the same thing, you know what I mean? So... Um, but, you know, there's always stuff to get better on. So, I mean, I would like to say that I developed it and, you know, I'm just proving it now. Abe, every level of football I've played, whether it be youth, high school, the pros, the O-line group is always the closest. There's something about the offensive line group with uh, with you. I talked to Phil Haynes today. I've spoken to Damon. What is it about the offensive line that makes you guys just bond together naturally? I think the greatest thing about being an offensive lineman is that I mean, you have pressure to succeed, yes, but you're also not going to be like a major star in any way, and I kind of like that just because it attracts less attention to myself. But you're also the first group that if you mess up, like, that's what people are going to notice, you know. It's like, oh, there's a bad line. If you have a good line, it's like, okay, whatever. You know, and I think that kind of brings us together. Plus, you know, we're... I mean, we're athletes, yeah, but we're not DK Metcalf type athletes, you know. Like, I mean, you could have some dudes who are just fat, sloppy guys who just know how to get the job done, and they do it, and that just kind of brings us together. Over the last few years, maybe five or six years, the the Hawks have been searching for a dominant offensive line, a good offensive line. Do you think uh, we finally found it? Well, I mean, I've only played one game, so I would say <laughs> pump the brakes a little bit on that. Um, I think we have some phenomenal guys in there right now, um, phenomenal veterans, great group of guys, you know, not bad guys or anything, and um, just want to see it get better and improve. We're visiting with Abe Lucas, starting right tackle for the Seattle Seahawks, and I can say this because I can already tell you're a very humble guy. I can tell that faith is very uh, strong to you as well or important to you. You've know, you kind of been talked about as the steal of the draft, you know, just what you've been developed so far. Who on this team is your biggest mentor? 
God, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I take a lot from my position coach, um, Coach Andy. I mean, he's a great guy, very, very positive individual, not a demeanor, not a, you know, a yell or a curse or anything like that. And so I take to that a lot, but he also holds holds me and everybody else in that room to a very, very high standard. Um, and sometimes I, I can get frustrated, but I, I know it's for the best and it's for, my, it's for the betterment of myself and my skills. So I take it in stride. How do you think you played Monday? Played all right. Personally. You, played okay. I mean, that's yeah. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, things to, things to clean up, obviously. But, you know, I mean, already thinking about San Francisco yeah. now. So That's going to be a game now. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a, that's gonna be a physical one. Absolutely. Last one we got for you here, Abe. What is Geno like in the huddle? Um, I've played with a bunch of quarterbacks, and there's something like the presence of a quarterback in that huddle that makes you believe. Um, what's Geno like in the huddle? Hey, just a calm, poised guy. You know, he commands it. Um, there's, I mean, doesn't make it bigger than it is. Comes in, calls the plays, you know, and and we run them. And on the sideline, we're communicating about what we need to do and what we need to get done, and that's how we do it. Yeah. All right. Well, Abe Lucas, everybody, clap it up one time for my guy. <laughs> hey, let me say. It's a shame. The Cougs go to Madison. We beat the number 19 team in the country, and we not ranked. So uh, I just want to throw that out there before we get out of here. An honorable mention, like a little. No, we don't. We don't want honorable mention. It's all good. But we're good being underdogs. Thanks, Abe. We appreciate you, man. Absolutely. All right, Abe Lucas, you guys. All right, guys. We will return. We'll go inside the film where we're going to break down Disley's touchdown, Parkinson's touchdowns, and Wilson's fumble. That's next, right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live. We are having a blast. It's presented by Bellevue Collection. Every Thursday, we'll be right here at Bellevue Square Center Court is where it goes down. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And you know where we went today to eat? We went to Duke's. That clam chowder was good. The crab cake was awesome. They got a good happy hour, 3 to 6 and 9 to close. The salmon and halibut filet is awesome. And you know what? what? They do oysters. They, not well, everybody does Duke's, oysters. Man. Not everybody does oysters. So if you like that texture, you go ahead and get you some oysters. Well, I remember when they said we were going to be at the Bellevue Collection, and I go, we're going to be in the mall. Okay, bye. By the way, really cool setup. Great, I mean, just a, a great um, stage and everything they have here. But then I found out we got to go to all the restaurants. Yeah. So we started off with at Central Bar and Grill last week, and then uh, Duke's tonight, and uh, I can't wait till next week. Yeah, Duke's was awesome. Uh, we got to watch some of the uh, the Thursday night game, the Chiefs versus the Chargers. The service was on point. Bellevue Collection, they do it right. They yeah. do it right. Yes, All right. You know who also does it right, man? These Seahawks did it right on Monday night football, Paul yeah, Moyer. Fun, In the it? very first drive, the very first drive, I'm out there, and I'm like, what is Gino going to look like? I'm nervous for this man. Right, people are calling for Drew Locke. They're saying just tank this year and get you a young quarterback. I'm like, no, nah, Pete Carroll doesn't do that. He does not tank. And uh, Gino came out and did his thing. The first play we're going to break down is a 38-yard touchdown. Gino finds Will Disley. Marquise Goodwin is the slot back on the right side. Homer is in the backfield on third down and two. Here comes the blitz. Gino sidesteps it. Gino keeps moving. Gino throws wide open. Disley 20, 15, 10, five. Will 
Kisley, who was wide open. All right, here's what I see right here, Moore. I'm going to try to paint the picture for you guys at home. You got a two-by-two two formation. You got two receivers down to the right of Geno. You got Uncle Will Disley attached to the line of scrimmage and then a receiver outside of him. Travis Homer standing on the right side of Geno Smith. What happens right here is... Travis Homer is in to pick up this blitz right here. He did. He, he picks it up. He gets ran <laughs> over, gives Gino just enough time to escape, and Gino keeps his eyes down the field. Now let's talk about what's going on with these receivers. Uncle Will Disley release. He runs a vertical. The outside receiver does a nice little rub and runs a shallow. Looks like Uncle Will is sitting in, in space right here, and when he sees that Gino is in trouble and he's scrambling, the guy who's guarding Uncle Will goes after Gino, and Gino, the veteran he is, the composer, quarterback he is keeps his eyes downfield drops it over to uncle will disley he can walk into the end zone paul moore yeah this is a bust by by denver it looks like the the safety in the corner uh, have a call and so if the wide receiver runs a crossing route the safety is going to jump him and in that situation the corner should have went back over the top yeah and they both chased the receiver and you know what's weird we're going to get another touchdown. The way they play this defense, we completely schemed them because they're playing man and kind of a zone, and they do it again when Cody Parkinson on a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what Denver, honestly, is doing on this, but it's clearly set up by our formation and the route tree run. Shane Waldron, give him credit. Yeah. Travis Homer, look, sometimes we get run over, but I just need you to be there. Mm-hmm. And he, and you gave everything you could on that. He had to slide all the way inside and yeah. take on a guy who was completely unblocked, who was running like a freight train, and he's just got to absorb it, which he did. This also shows, to me, is the mobility of Geno. And that he's looking downfield the whole time, makes a great throw. What a start to the game. Man, that wasn't even Travis Homer's guy. I'm looking at the pass pro. He's responsible for the guy off the edge that way. But being the veteran that he is, he yeah. makes that slide you mentioned, uh, mentioned, and he does that. Okay, the next play we're breaking down, Geno Smith finds Colby Parkinson for a 25-yard touchdown. His first touchdown as a pro. Second down and six, offset eye. Geno steps up in the pocket, throws downfield, Parkinson! A 25-yard touchdown, and Gino is just absolutely playing like a magician tonight. Seeing everything, moving to the open spot, and throwing perfect passes. The Seahawks lead 16-10. You know, it's kind of the same route. There's different formation completely. I mean, you got a little bit of a, I don't know, a power formation, what it looks like, which means you got. Uh, two two people in the backfield with uh, Gino, uh, and one of them's a tight end and a running back. But uh, they set this up again. They they have our wide receiver to our right, and he runs a quick crossing route. The corner jumps it, and they isolate the tight end on the linebacker. I, I mean, we just schemed him, and this is a great throw. I mean, there's nothing more to it to me than this, other than we schemed him on this play. Yeah. And Gino knew exactly where to go with the football, and that's what we saw the whole first half. Yeah, I think this play is all about influence, right? When you have one, two, three guys to the right side of the formation, skill guys, you got that, you got Rashad Penny in that pistol look. Two running backs flow to the right. The number one receiver crosses Parkinson's face. You get guys going left, you get guys going right. Geno finds the favorable matchup. 
throws it up to the 6'7 target. When you are 6'7, all you got to do is put that thing up there, and he's going to come down with it. And we're happy for Colby. He trained, we, he changed his body. We talked to him last week about yep, he that. He on the show um, last week. He broke his foot twice, I yep. believe, fifth metatorso. I got that same um, injury with my foot. I got to screw my foot right now. I'm sure he does as well. Um, not an easy injury to come back from when your job is to run routes and make people miss. Yeah, I mean, he's he was my surprise guy this year that I thought would have a breakout year. And part of it was just, you know, the transformation of his body. He definitely has a skill set, being tall, great hands. But you know what else? I mean, when we had him on the show last week, and then I saw another uh, special um, the Seahawks did on, on one of the, the local channels, and I was watching him talk with Will Disley. Man, his leaders, he is a natural-born leader. People follow him. Mm-hmm. He's just got the coolest personality. He's so chill. He's just got this natural laugh about him. And then you got Uncle Will, who is just, <laughs> this is not negative, but he's, he's just nerdy, right? He's got the nerdy answers. And then you got this Stanford guy and, and Col- Col- Colby Parkinson, who I think he is going to be really good for us. All right. Next play we're breaking down is Shannon Wolves, who punches the ball out on third and goal from the Seattle one. Third and goal from the one. Russ hands the ball off. The ball is out again. And the Seahawks fall on it. Williams fumbled. He's hit in the backfield. He fumbled. The ball is recovered by the Seahawks. Michael Jackson recovers the ball. The second time he's recovered in that end of the field. And the Seahawks defense stops Denver again. Man, this is just, man, this is just heart. But there's two things about this play. I mean, it's goal line, so you're selling out. And there's times that you're going to guess wrong, and, and sometimes you guess right. But you still have to play it fundamentally right. And it starts with, um, um, uh, I'm trying to blank. Al Woods. No, uh, Barton, Cody Barton. Barton. I got too many C's here. I got Colby's. <laughs> and, and so uh, it's Cody Barton, and what he does is when he, he knifes into the gap, the, the, I think the tackle tries to wash him down, but yeah. he doesn't let him. Because if you let him wash him down, that accentuates the hole. That makes it really hard. And Nuoso, who also got inside the tight end, mm-hmm. and now there's just a big hole. And particularly for Jones, who's going to have to sit there and try and make a one-on-one tackle. But, man, the effort by Nuoso on this is crazy. I mean, he knifes in. He makes sure that he doesn't get washed down. He still has the ability to change direction, also get his hand on the football. Um, and you know, just hustle. We had Michael Jackson on early. He got the two fumble recovery. Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson. <laughs> he, he, he. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. But it just, we had two of them. We had two goal line stands. Yeah. And, and you, you, we talked about this on the postgame show. It's heart versus heart. You, not much you can do. You know, you can run a play action. I mean, they got all the, the, the formation in tight, so I know where all the players are. If yeah. I read my keys, all I got to do is come with it. And if a guy releases, you know, I got to get my hands on him and try to adjust to the pass. But it's all about, man, who wants it. And, boy, the Seahawks wanted it. Man, what I love about goal line play is that just what you mentioned, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's like, look, there's not too many places you can go. <laughs> you know, you got six yards to play with, excuse me, 11 yards to play with. You're on the one-yard line, and you just got to get big. And I got to I gotta big up Al Woods, man. I mean, he attacks that right guard, I believe it is. Yes, the right guard, and pushes him back, man. And, yeah. and just all you want to do, you want to cause this clutter and chaos when you're down there on the goal line. That's exactly what he does. And then 
another big ups to Mike Jackson just for being aware and being where you're supposed to be and getting his eyes in the backfield. It's almost like he diagnosed this play and said, you know what, I got to get my eyes in the backfield and see what's going on here. This, to me, reminds me of, remember, was it last year, a couple years ago, the defensive stand on the goal line against the New England Patriots. And I think it was L.J. Collier who got in the backfield and made something happen and caused a fumble. It's almost like every year this defense has a signature moment on that goal line. And so far, they had, what, three in this game, two fumbles on the one, and then uh, forcing Russell to throw the ball at the back of the end zone on the last one. Yeah, I mean, I I think this is a signature Pete Carroll team, right? I mean, that's what they they take pride in. I got to give Josh Jones too. I mean, mm-hmm. he was there and he squared up on the running back. So even if Nwosu doesn't knock the ball out, we we, we stop him. Yeah. Um, but this is just, man. I mean, there's so many good plays. You mentioned Al Wood on this. I mean, even Jordan Brooks is battling on the backside. But Al Wood getting about four yards in the backfield and and taking the the lineman all the way back there. That really did start it. Yes, it did. All right, those were the three plays that we chose to break down. Geno finds Will Disley for a 38-yard touchdown. Then Geno finds Kobe Parkinson for a 25-yard touchdown. And then Atena Nawals, who punches the ball out on the goal line. Those were huge plays. Okay, when we return, it's time to talk that talk. Myself and Paul Moore will break down a couple issues and give you our thoughts about it. He thinks he wins every time. It's all good. We'll let him think that. That's coming up next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live. Join former Seahawks Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer Thursdays at 7. Live from 7 to 9 at Bellevue Square Center Court. And go deeper on the Hawks with in-depth breakdowns. Those eight guys in the back are active. Player interviews and opponent analysis. One of the top five running backs in the Where they struggle is in the offensive. I look at the film and I'm like, hold up. This guy can spin the rock. Hawks Live. Presented by the Bellevue Collection. Every Thursday night throughout the Hawks season. On Seattle Sports Station. Hurry into the energy savings event at Lowe's. Save energy and save money on select major appliances, including Whirlpool Energy Efficient Appliances. You can also save with a smart thermostat. Right now, select Google Nest Learning Thermostats are $60 off. Plus, find other great energy saving items throughout the store and check your eligibility for rebates in your area to save even more. Don't miss the energy savings event at Lowe's. Selection varies by location. Exclusions apply. Visit Lowe's.com for details. Valid through 928. Mortgage rates reach 5 plus percent for the for home last fall. The process was so much easier and faster than I thought it would be. Kitsap Credit Union helped us every step of the way. They were even able to do the entire process virtually and through video calls. Don't wait a day longer to decide to purchase a home and finance it with a trusted local lender. Reach out to Kitsap Credit Union and lock in your rate today. Ask about the unique loans Kitsap Credit Union offers, like 100% financing with no down payment or a jumbo loan up to a million dollars with only 5% down. Visit KitsapCU.org to get started today. Purchase a home and finance it correctly with Kitsap Credit Union. NMLS number 445336. Equal housing opportunity. Kitsap Credit Union, a company dedicated to providing your game plan to home ownership. Hey, it's Story Monson with my friend Shannon O'Kelly, physical therapist and president of IRG Physical and Hand Therapy. And Shannon, I know a lot of people who drag their feet on getting treatment because they think they have to go to a doctor first, then to a therapist, but not in Washington. Tell me about IRG Direct Access. You're exactly right, Dory. You don't have to wait to start filling today. You can call us and get started in physical therapy without a referral. You don't have to wait for that long process. We will take care of everything IRG Direct Access. You can start right now today. 
feeling better. Book directly without that physician's referral needed. And then with IRG On Demand, if people are worried about their time, you'll come to them. That's right. Our on-demand services, we come to you. We'll come to your home. We'll come to your workplace or office. Again, our emphasis is getting you started today so you can be your best self. With over 40 neighborhood locations, let IRG be your family's physical therapist. Go to IRGPT.com to find the location near you. That's IRGPT.com. Chantilly engagement ring, Caspian sapphire and diamond wedding band, Venus ruby and diamond wedding band. You've got to come to Shing Company to see our uniquely designed rings. Our in-house design team travels the world for inspiration to bring you stunning new styles in every price range. Try on any ring, hold it in your hand and feel its weight. Look closely at it. You'll be amazed with the design and the details. A Shane Company ring looks gorgeous from every angle. Choose from a range of engagement ring styles, from timeless classic rings to decorative floral rings. In platinum, yellow gold, white gold, and our lovely signature shade of rose gold. You'll see our team's passion for beautiful design when you look at our wedding bands as well. The largest selection of high-quality bands for everyone and every budget. Your rings are a symbol of your everlasting love. Visit the store or shop online to find the perfect rings for you. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and ShaneCo.com. Bayside Medical Clinic has a simple solution to a very common problem. John Curley here. A lot of men struggle with ED, but no one should feel like it's an unsolvable issue. You have a choice, so go ahead and make it. Call Bayside Medical Clinic at 206-670-9000 and ask about the True Pulse Protocol. It's a revolutionary treatment used at Bayside that solves ED without the use of drugs, surgery, or injections. Acoustic wave therapy is a highly impactful treatment that provides results for men that last. It improves blood flow, restores performance, and most importantly, reverses ED. The team of medical professionals at Bayside Medical Clinic are industry leaders in ED treatment in the Northwest. You can trust their experience and reliable methods to get you back to the way things used to be. Call 206 206- Six seven zero nine thousand. Get a free exam, a consultation, a free blood flow ultrasound, and a free welcome gift. That's two zero six six seven zero nine thousand. Or go to BaysideMedicalClinic.com. Today, you just might punch a jib, hog a cat head, or cast a cog. Your office conversation includes buffing, bonding, boring, and bracing. You're proud to be a machinist. It's not what you do, it's who you are. And Madden Craftsman would be proud to find you a Madden job. Madden Craftsman has immediate openings with great pay for machinists. To get started, fill out our one-minute quick app at IamMadden.com. You're a Madden Craftsman. Get a Madden job. Listen all week to hear Mariners insider Shannon Dreyer talk all things MLB. This Mariners spotlight is powered by Pacific Lamp and Supply, Washington's lighting experts since 1912. Say it with your chest! It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. Welcome back. We are here in Bellevue. Producer Word, I forgot where we are. We're in Bellevue. (laughs) We're at the Bellevue Mall, the collection, or the Bellevue Collection. No, Hawks Live is presented by the Bellevue Collection. We are in Bellevue Center Court there, Paul Moya. Yeah, well, the Bellevue Collection is part of uh, the Lincoln Center and Bellevue Mall and all that stuff. So, and then all the collection that they have of restaurants. I I love the way you describe that. It's a pretty picture for the people. 
Look, man, they they giving us some food. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> pump them up. Hey, we went to Dukes this week. We went to what Central last week. I wonder what we're gonna do next week. But right now, we are going to talk that talk. That's when we pick some topics and we go back and forth. And you tell me you're right. I tell you you're wrong. And you think you're always right. It's kind of like my marriage, you know? <laughs> well, which means is I'm always you're right. You're always right. There uh, you yeah, go. See, All right. we could have cut to that 10 minutes in ago. In theory, in theory. Okay, okay. first one. All right, yeah. so I'm going to ask Paul a question. He's going to tell me whether he agrees or not. He's going to tell me why. All right, the first one I got for you. The Hawks' usage of the tight ends against Denver was not a fluke and will be a big part of the offense moving forward. No question. Uh, I don't know if one tight end will dominate because we have three really good tight ends. Um, but going into the game, you know, that was kind of my key to the game. And, and look, it's not that they haven't wanted to use tight ends for the last five years. Yeah. There are plays being called to the tight end, and they don't get thrown to the tight end. So absolutely, with play action and particularly work in the middle of the field and be what's the quickest you know w- way to get to somebody? Straight line, right? right? Tight ends are right there, middle of the field. There's Geno Smith. I'm going to throw it right to him. And we have three guys who can do it. And we saw what happened in the first half. They both, all three of them had two, t- or two catches. They had six um, in the first half. They had two touchdowns. They're going to be a part of it. And when they're not a part of it, it means that the other teams are going to try and take it away, mm-hmm. and that's going to create opportunities for DK and Tyler. Okay, I'm with you. They have to be a part of this offense, and I think they'll be a huge part of this offense um, simply because, you know, I defended Russell for years about his height. I'm about Russell's size. You put me behind Abe Lucas and everybody else, it's going to be hard for me to see, Moyer. So he could not hit those tight ends across the middle, or at least he was not comfortable doing it. So I think with Geno Smith, even if Drew Locke happens to get in there eventually, I think they're both big enough to where they can find these guys, they can hit these guys. And with Russell being gone, Shane Waldron can call the plays that he's comfortable with and get these guys to put <laughs> I'm showing I'm showing bump right now a picture. We took a picture with Abe Lucas. We're both standing next to him. I don't think I'm short, but I'm short compared to him. I, there's no way I could throw over him. I mean, you got to be 6'2", 6'3", to have the kind of passing that they do in the NFL today. So what you're saying is you agree with me, so that's good. All right, we're going to number two here. Um, Tyreek Woolen and Mike Jackson both started. Rookie. Uh, Tyreek Woolen and guy off our, our practice squad last year, Mike Jackson, will not lose their starting job this year. Man, this is a tough one because who you got waiting in the wings? You got Trey, Trey Brown. Brown. Uh, you got Kobe. Kobe. You got uh, Jones. Jones. I mean, there are some guys who can play. And you were really high on Trey Brown. I was too. Mm-hmm. That play against, that third down play against the Steelers last year always sticks in my mind into what he can do. Um, so I'm going to say eventually we're going to see somebody else. And I don't know if it's for Tariq. I don't know if it's for Mike Mike Jackson. I, I think that um, eventually they're going to want to see what someone else can do. Now, I'm not saying that would be the end for them, that, okay, once Mike Jackson or Tariq is off the field, that it's a wrap. But I think that they're going to say, you know what? Let's do what we did with Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant had his time, and then you know what they did? They put Justin Coleman in to see what he can do. And Kobe didn't see the field again. But I love these dudes. I hope that I'm wrong because I love Mike Jackson's story. I love the way he tackles. He's 205. He's a big corner. You got Tariq Woolen, 6'3", runs a 4'2". You don't find many corners like that in this league. I hope I am wrong, but I think that Coach P. Carroll loves him some Cindy Jones, and he really wants to see what Trey Brown can do. Well, I think we're going to have a competition all year long. I mean, there's 
no one's going to be given the corner job. But I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. And, and the reason why I'm going to disagree, I think they keep their job. And partly is we had Mike Jackson on earlier. Man, it's just his confidence and toughness. Yeah. And he doesn't waver. And we heard other people say they don't waver. But he really <laughs> did not waver. And Tyreek Woolen, here's why I, I thought he would lose his job going into last week. And, it, you know, it was just a stopgap. The rookies, man, just mentally can't handle it. You're going to get beat. It's hard. It's a hard game. It's like yeah. being a rookie playing baseball. I mean, we've seen what, you know, Kelnick has had to go through for the Mariners. It's just it, that you're not used to not having success. You're going to fail in the NFL. Man, he didn't even bat an eye. He got beat twice. I'm going to call him two rookie mistakes uh, in, in coverage and then grabbed, you know, had the two interference calls. It didn't even bother him. He got a stinger. I thought, okay, he's definitely not coming back. Here's a reason not to come back. No, he came back and he played really well. Yeah. So mentally, Tyreek Woolen, I have no problem. I know what he's got from a, a physical attribute. I mean, it's off the charts. And I think Mike Jackson has proved that he is a complete player right now. And I know he's just coming off the practice squad. So I'm really overselling this a little bit. But yeah. I think mentally... These two are not going to waver. So whoever gets the job, they're going to have to beat them out. It's not good because these guys faltered. There you go with your Jedi mind tricks again. Like, I'm agreeing with you. You know, I, I'm on the same page with you. I just hope I'm wrong. I called so, your wife earlier. So I earlier. hope you're right. So I hope you're right. <laughs> I called your wife for some tips. I go, how do I get him to, get him to agree with me? <laughs> All right. Next one. The best thing about the Seahawks beating Russell Wilson and the Broncos was, you fill in the blank. Am I going first? You're going first. This one's a hard one. Is it? I, I, yeah, I've had to think about it a little bit, but I'm going to go off the, a little different than maybe you're going to go with. Okay. Um, having all the players there for the game, bringing back okay. Baldwin I like that. And, and Lynch and KJ, and to have KJ, I, because to me it was a celebration. This is a new era, but I'm bringing the old with me. Because I want you guys to know what it takes to win. Yeah. And these guys are the epitome of how to play unbelievable football. And so I was just, okay, so that. And then that also got the crowd. I mean, the crowd was so, it was amazing, man. I mean, that was that's a game I'll probably never forget. Yeah. Um, so th- it was just all of that part. And then to win it and to be able to all celebrate together. Because didn't you feel like it was a celebration? I tell you, so I went down to the lounge area where we do our post-game show before you guys got down there. It was definitely a celebration. Yeah. You know it's all good when you're you're hugging people you don't know. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're shaking hands and stuff. It was definitely a celebration. So my answer would be the best thing about the Seahawks beating Russell Wilson and the Broncos was just beating Russell Wilson. He wanted out of here. Yeah. He thought the grass was greener. And it might be greener for him eventually in the long run. It's a long season. He might be able to break records, throwing the football, scoring touchdowns. I get you. You want you have to do what you feel is best for you. But when your ex comes a-knocking and she comes to the house and she wants to get back with you, say, no, you want it out. 
and that's what the hog. By the did. way, look at my fine new girl. Hey, hey look she at her. She is beautiful. She's six two, six three. <laughs> She's beautiful. And you know what? Here's the thing: greener on the other side. You're in the Emerald City. It doesn't get any greener. Look at you, and you got a green shirt on right now. Boom. I, I see you. I see you. A little lazy today. All right, last one here. Uh, you know what? We don't have time, man. We've been talking too much. That's all right. All right. So this is what we're gonna do when we get back. You did good. Today. We're gonna give you our final thoughts. I did good. Yeah. Thanks, coach. Thanks, coach. And we're gonna give you keys to victory. That's coming up next, right here on Hawk Slot. All new mornings with Brock and Salk are officially live, six to ten every morning. The three biggest storylines of the day, 15 minutes past every hour, you need to know. At any moment, we can get breaking news. The best football breakdowns in mornings with Brock Heward's Blue 88. And now featuring the K.J. Wright Show live in studio every Wednesday from 8 to 9. I feel so good. Brock and Salk. On Seattle Sports Station. Get to the chopper! So many restaurants. I'm talking about the dining district at the Bellevue Collection, where you'll find 50 local to global taste adventures all in one place. Featuring a showcase of international and local flavors from talented chefs, the dining district at the Bellevue Collection brings it all together. And the parking is always free. From tapas to tacos, Peking duck to poke, prime steaks to sustainable seafood, the dining district at the Bellevue Collection, where your taste adventure begins. Visit BellevueCollection.com slash dining district. Hey, it's Pick and Pull again. I'm Pick. And I'm Pull, a responsible citizen. Because he's recycling his old car. For cash. Right. Less in the landfill, a new life for the parts. That's responsible. If you've got an old car to get rid of, call Pick and Pull at 800-442-JUNK. Get cash for your car at Pick and Pull, your local car and truck recycler for over 30 years. Call 800-442-5865 for a top dollar quote and a quick tow. Recycle your junk car for cash at Pick and Pull. Call 800-442-JUNK. 800-442-5865. There are three reasons to call a plumber. Concern, worry, and panic. Clogged sinks and toilets, broken water heaters, high water bills, flooding or sewage in your home. Yes, water can wreak havoc. At Best Plumbing, they're committed to quality work and unmatched service, including 24-7 emergency response. For all your plumbing needs, one call, total solution. Carefree for the customer, the best way. Call 206-633-1700. That's Best Plumbing, 206-633-1700. Guys, in this economy, every dollar counts. And Revive Men's Health Seattle is making you this guarantee. If you're suffering from ED or low T, we will improve the medical condition of your ED or low T, or we'll give you your money back. We have a high patient success rate, and we're confident that we can help you. If you'd like to regain intimacy in your relationship or treat your low T symptoms like low energy, weight gain, and poor sleep, call Revive Men's Health today. We specialize in treating these common male issues using customized treatment programs for your individual needs. That's why we have such a high success rate especially compared to online pills and supplements that often don't work. You can be confident in making Revive Men's Health your first option. We guarantee it. If we cannot medically improve your ED or low T, we'll give you your money back. Book an appointment today and your medical exam and blood test will be free. Call 206-529-1111. That's 206-529-1111. Or visit revivemenshealth.com. Dave Wyman here to talk about a revolutionary treatment for prostate cancer. It's Swedish called CyberKnife. With September being Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, I want to bring in Dr. Meyer. He's part of the most experienced prostate cancer treatment team in the Northwest, specializing in Swedish CyberKnife. Dr. Meyer, what can you tell us about a prostate cancer diagnosis? Well, being diagnosed with prostate 
prostate cancer is life-changing, but realize that there are a lot of excellent treatment options. What makes CyberKnife so effective? Well, the CyberKnife targets radiation precisely on the prostate cancer and spares the surrounding vital organs. Swedish CyberKnife patients report a better quality of life and fewer side effects during and after treatment compared to other options. Also, the treatment is completed in just five short sessions. September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Learn more about CyberKnife for prostate cancer at swedish.org slash prostate or give them a call 206-320-7187. Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. here with Paul Moore. It's time to talk about the Niners real quickly. Paul Moore, yep. what should we expect from the 49ers? Oh, man, they're physical. Um, offensively, real quick, they, they run a really intricate running game, fly sweeps. Um, they're going to bring in Trey Lance as well, so they're going to have you know, you're used to having you know, one more than they have defensively, you know, so not, but now we're going to have to come off blocks to make plays if they incorporate them too much. Really good play action, deep crossing routes. So we've got to take away that deep crossing route, and we just got to stop the running game. But it's going to be a power football game for them. Defensively, my goodness, their front four yeah. gets after you. Fred Warner, I think, is, is one of the special linebackers in this league. He's just fun to watch. And then I'm, I can't remember the kid's name. From SC, but it's his first year really starting. He is another Troy Polamalu. I'm unbelievable. So it's it's going to be a huge test. They're, uh, to me, they're better than Denver, uh, at least in the trenches. Um, maybe not skill position. So I think we'll be able to handle their wide receivers. You know, certainly Denver had a, a tough job. They their quarterback Trey Lance is not quite ready. He should not be the one who beat us. So if we don't turn the ball over, play good defense. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. It should be a good one. Trey Lance. We'll see how he looks. His second official start as the uh, as the guy last year. He had a few starts, but different type of pressure when going into the week. You know that you're going to be the guy. And then how can this offense evolve? And what can we see? From this defense, one player on offense who needs to step up, one player on defense. Uh, Penny, for sure. We have to run the football. I think everybody else has kind of s- stepped up, and I, we just got to give him more than 12 carries. Uh, if, if we only carry the ball 12 times with Penny, it's going to be a long day. Uh, defensively, man, who are. Uh, I t- I'm going to go with Mike Jackson. Uh, the, okay. the corners are going to have to be involved in this running game. No question. Yeah. And uh, I think Mike gives us an edge because he's such a physical running back. They try to run those fly sweeps. I think he has a chance to help out with Samuel. What I think on offense, somehow you got to find a way to get DK Metcalf involved. Now, they did with short game, threw a bunch of screens to him. But um, you know what he does best. That's going over the top. So now can you design plays to get guys to bite down and allow DK to go over the top and let Tyler be Tyler, right? You get into that Renzo. Red zone, you know what he works, the back of the end zone, the corners, right? You have that as an option. So offensively, that's what I need to see. Defensively, I just want to see an interception. It's been a long time since we saw an interception. With all preseason without one, um, 
almost had one last game. Quandre Diggs almost had one, but uh, just didn't bring it home. But uh, that's what I'm looking for. I have two game plans. One is if Kittle's not in the game, and one if Kittle is in the game. Okay. Because if Kittle's in the game, then all focus goes to him on in the passing game. Yeah. If he's not, I I, I think we can we can shut them down. You got to shut them down. You yeah. go two and zero. Oh, you are still number one in the NFC. West. We're going to be number one in the NFC West no matter what. No matter what. We're the only team with a one-game lead in the division. Okay? And I'm sticking to it until next week, and we're going to go 2-0, and and they're going to all lose, and we're going to have a two-game lead. All right. That's going to do it for us here on Hawks Live. Special thanks to Jennifer Chanley, Mike Jackson, and Abe Lucas for joining the show. Our on-board operator is Brady Robick. On-site engineer is Brenna Rogers. Production assistant from Nishat Kandapudi. All right. Executive producer is Nash Achobi. The Seahawks pregame show was live this Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Bumas with Paul Moyer. We'll get back to you right here next week on Hawks Live.